In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. God, God, the son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Communication is critical, uh, especially if you've ever played a team sport, you know how important it is to be able to communicate. Believe it or not, at one time I played basketball. Hard to believe, I know. But uh, it was a high school game that we were playing in Wisconsin, and we were playing the Wisconsin School for the Deaf, yes? Uh, this school has been serving hearing-impaired uh, boys and girls since the mid-1800s, and uh, we kind of looked at each other and said, oh, this will be a cakewalk, you know? It's going to be sweet. They, 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 they can't, they, they can't communicate. How are they going to call out screens when we're on defense and they're on offense? How are they going to call their plays? How's the coach going to yell out instructions from the sidelines? He says, this is going to be the easiest game of the season. Well, when we got there, we found out a different story. These guys were able to communicate using this almost, it was a miraculous kind of sign language that they had on the basketball court. And as the point guard for our team, I was, I was embarrassed that they could communicate better than us. And they were very, very good. Communication is important also in our relationship with God. The fact is, God wants to communicate with you. He wants you to know, without a shadow of doubt, how much He loves you and cares for you. He wants you to know His will for your life and how you can follow Him and trust Him. Well, we continue our series uh, this Advent season on the miracles of Christmas and the miracle that we're going to focus on today is the miracle of the message that God knows you perfectly. He knows everything about you, but He loves you just the way that you are, and He wants you to know about that love. He wants to communicate the message of His grace and His mercy to you so that you understand who He is and who you are as a child of God. We know from John's gospel that Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he says, and my sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. Listening to Jesus assures us of that grace that we so need. And yet, let's be honest. Now, it's not just this time of the year, but a lot of times we're deaf to God's voice. We're so hung up on our own schedules We've got work, we've got play, we've got families, we've got everything else that we, we are concerned about, and so we fall deaf so oftentimes to God's voice in our lives. And so God needed to do something special for you and me to communicate to us. Uh, in our Hebrews passage that you read, that, that you heard just a few minutes ago, uh, the Lord reminds us that in the past... He spoke in, to the prophets uh, in, in the Old Testament in many and various ways. But in these last days, he says, he's spoken to us by his son. Now, in the past, God spoke. 
If you know anything about the Old Testament, you know that God often spoke to his people. It was Adam and Eve that you heard just a few minutes ago how God spoke to them in the garden and assured them that one day he would send a Savior. God speaks to us in so many ways. Yes, he also speaks to us through creation. You know, it says in in Romans chapter 1 that since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities have been clearly seen. I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more I appreciate creation. Driving back from Wisconsin yesterday, we had a beautiful sunset. And this morning, a beautiful sunrise. It was only two weeks ago that the maple in my yard was beautifully adorned with these red and golden colors of leaves. And then that was in the afternoon. In the morning, I woke up and there was this white stuff all over the tree. You know, don't you marvel at God's creation? Don't you marvel at like a little child, a little baby, how they instinctively will grab your finger and hold on to it and you touch that skin and it's just so soft. God has spoken to us through creation. He's spoken to us in the Old Testament too. And it was not just Adam and Eve, but you think about how how God spoke to Moses in the burning bush. And he spoke to God's people, uh, to the Israelites, through the smoke and the fire on the mountain. He spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice. He spoke to Israel through a vision in the temple. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. He spoke to Joseph through his dreams. He spoke to Jeremiah through potter's clay. And it's amazing, you read the Old Testament, he even spoke through a donkey. You know, God's voice has been in the world. And yet, in the Old Testament, none of these revelations contained a full version of God's nature and His grace and His truth. God was speaking, but people were not getting the message, so God had to do something drastic. In the past, God spoke in various ways, but in these last days, He has spoken to us in His Son. As we heard last week in the miracle of the moment, that it was just at the perfect time that God became one of us that the Father sent His Son on the mission to bring us back to Himself. Yes, it's true that God reveals Himself in His Word through the eyewitnesses that we have of the gospel. Jesus speaks to us. But it's more than that. Jesus Christ is, just doesn't speak through His Word. Jesus is the message. John says in, in, in the beginning that the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Jesus, the very Son of God, came to show us God, to reveal God, to make His love known in a personal way. In verse 3, it says here that, that the Son is the radiance of God's glory. If you want to know who God is, look to Jesus. In fact, one time in John chapter 14, verse 9, Philip is speaking to Jesus and says, Jesus, show us the Father. And Jesus responds, he says, have I been among you all this time without you knowing me, Philip? He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Like the Greeks who wanted to meet Jesus and show Philip, uh, they, they, they came to him and said, sir, we'd like to see Jesus. How oftentimes is that our prayer? We'd like to see Jesus. We'd like to hear from you, Jesus, personally. 
And certainly, fortunately for us, we have God's revealed word to us. Jesus speaks to us through His word. God the Holy Spirit has given us a way to hear the voice of Jesus. As Jesus told some of the the Jews who believed in him, if you continue in my word, if you hold to my teachings, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And friends, that's why here at this church, we are doing everything possible to help you to have Jesus in your life through his word. We send out these devotions every day on your phone or on your computer. There's printed copies for you available too. We encourage you to spend a time every day where it's just you and the Lord, your Savior, where He speaks to you and then He listens to you as you respond in prayer to Him. God communicates through His Son. But not the miracle of the message is not only what God has done to you, but I'm here to tell you that the miracle of the message of God's love for you this Christmas is also about how God works through you, how God transforms you, how He changes you. 2 Timothy 2.6 reminds us that Jesus came as a ransom to pay for our sins. Jesus, that's why He went to the cross. He went to the cross to take our sins away from us, to build that bridge between God and you and me so that By faith, we cross over that bridge and we trust in Jesus Christ as the one who not only died for our sins, but then rose again on the third day to defeat that sin. And yet in that message, we not only know that God loves us and forgives us, that God comes to us, but that message also works in our hearts and our lives to change us, to work through us. And that's the good news also of the miracle of the message that in a real way, we become more and more like Jesus. I enjoy reading um, inspirational stories, and this month in Reader's Digest, in fact, you'll see the miracles of Christmas. And I enjoyed the story that was written by 88-year-old Charlene Elizabeth Baltimore. And she talks about how the message of Jesus changed her heart when she was 15 years old. It was way back in 1949, and they lived on a farm in the northern Midwest at this time of year, and it was cold, and she was hoping that she would get a new dress. She had this dress picked out of the Sears catalog, Sears and Roebuck, months in advance. But as she sat by the fireplace feeling sorry for herself, her dad walked in from doing the farm chores and said, bundle up, Elizabeth, it's cold outside, you're coming with me. What? Well, when she went outside, there in front of the house was the work team, two horses already hitched to a big sled. Her dad pulled the sled in front of the woodshed, put the the, the sides on the sideboards on the sled, and the two of them began piling up firewood into the sled. They had hauled uh, the firewood out of of the the wood patch last uh, summer and fall, and they had cut it and split it and it was ready for winter. Well, by this time, 15-year-old Elizabeth said, Paul, what are we doing? He says, have you been by the widow Clark's family lately? Mrs. Clark's husband passed away earlier this year, leaving her with three children to raise on her own. Yeah, she said. Why? 
Well, I just rode by there today, her dad said, and little Jake was out there digging for scraps in the woodpile, trying to get a few chips. You see, they're completely out of wood, Elizabeth. Her dad went to the smokehouse and put, put, uh, brought out one of the big hams that they had and a side of bacon to load with the sleigh, along with a, slack of, a sack of flour over one sh- shoulder and then a smaller sack he had in his hand. When they got got to the Clark's house, they unloaded the wood behind the house, and then they knocked on the door. Mrs. Clark had a blanket around her shoulders when she answered the door, and there were three children huddled up underneath other blankets sitting in front of a small fire in the fireplace. Pa brought the sack of flour and the meat on the table. Then he handed the mother a smaller sack, and when she opened it up, there was a new pair of shoes for each of the four of them in that family. And inside the shoes was some candy. Pa said, Elizabeth, go bring in some wood and let's heat this place up. Elizabeth writes that as she walked out to get the wood, something changed in her. She had a lump in her throat, tears in her eyes. Back at the house, Mrs. Clark finally spoke and said, God bless you. I know that the Lord sent you. I prayed, we prayed that God would send some angels to spare us. Well, it was on the ride home that Elizabeth's dad explained that her mother had been tucking money away all year long to buy her that dress that she so wanted. But when he had seen little Jake with his feet wrapped in gunny slacks, sacks earlier that week, the father knew that he needed to buy new shoes for the family and wanted to get them some candy too. And he said, I hope you understand, Elizabeth. Elizabeth writes at the end, she says, I understood very well because I had been given a gift much greater than a new dress. Friends, today we have the miracle of the message. We have been given a gift much greater than everything else that we have here on this earth. And how how wonderful it is to be able to celebrate that miracle of God becoming one of us, that God speaks to us now through His Holy Spirit. He, He assures us that we are loved and that we are forgiven, and that, yeah, even through the ups and downs of all the other stuff that happens in life, that God has a plan for us and that we can trust Him. The miracle of the message changes us too, doesn't it? It moves us to be more and more like Jesus. And so that's my prayer, that God would continue to mold us, that He would change us, and that His love would not only come to us, but it would flow through us. Will you pray with me about that? Gracious God, today we heard again about the miracle of the message, how in the past you spoke to your people in many and various ways, but They didn't quite get it until one day at just the right time, you sent your son. You continue to speak to us through Jesus as our savior, to know that he takes away our sins, that he loves us, that he forgives us, and that through him, we have a home with you in heaven. Lord, but not only to come to us with that miracle, but I pray, Lord, that you would also work through us, that your grace, your love, your mercy would, would show in the way that we think, in the way that we act, in the way that we speak. 
And so on this second weekend of Advent, as we rehearse again the salvation history through lessons and carols, may you continue to, to bless us with faith and trust in you, the miracle of Christmas. Amen.